what a blessing it is to be here this morning and to worship our King, our Savior. He has saved us, and He has called us out of darkness and into His light, and we get to walk as children of light each and every day. Thank you, Lord, for that. I was uh, excited when I when I had the opportunity to share this morning on the first Sunday of the new year, and um, it's kind of an amazing time, the turn of the year, the new year. I think a lot of the world makes a really big deal about it, but I do think that it is an opportunity to um, start in a fresh new way and just take take a look at our lives and take a look at what God has for us. I was... There was, a, there was two subjects that I have been thinking about for a little bit, and yesterday was wanting to see if God would lead me towards one of those subjects. And I don't know if I was being a little stubborn or what, but I spent the better part of the day kind of between those two subjects, studying and looking at them and being blessed by them, but I did not feel that that's what God wanted me to share. And so if... If this tends to be a little bit more scattered, you'll have to bear with me, but I did feel that this is what God kept laying on my heart, and so I trust that it will be a blessing to our hearts today. The, um, one of the things that really kept coming through to me as we ended the year last year, um, interacting with different people, I realized that society in general, they're so tired of the year. And they just can't wait for it to be over. And I'm, I'm not saying I never had a day when I wanted the day to be over or maybe the week or whatever. But it, it kind of really hit me just the sad state that society is in where, you know, it, it was November. And I was saying, hey, you know, so you getting geared up for Christmas or whatever, talking to people. And, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm already done with that. I just can't wait for the new year. I mean, I'm just done with this year. And I'm like, well, we still got two months left, you know. Um, anyway, I feel like it is, it's a sad state that a lot of people live in, and it's, it's just where they're at. Uh, something else that came to my mind with this is there is a lot of people who want a new start. And so I guess a new year is like, all right, this is my chance, you know. And New Year's resolutions, and I'm not against all of those, but without God, they fall flat. Um, without God's spirit motivating us and stirring us and changing us, just, we'll just try a little harder. When we lived in Binghamton, New York, uh, one thing that we heard from almost, felt like almost everybody we met was, yeah, we moved up here in the last year or two or three years, and we're trying to get you know, a new start. We're trying to get you know, away from the problems of New York City and the drama we had, and we're trying to make a new start. And, you know, hey, I bless people for that. But what I noticed in their lives as we got to know with them, know them and walk with them a bit is their problems followed them because the problems were inside them. You know, you move to a different location and you're still the same person. And so that doesn't change. And, yeah, moving several hours to a smaller city, they were hoping, you know, their, their children were going to have a better environment. But guess what? The same problems they had in New York City they started finding in Binghamton, and they started getting involved in, you know, gang activity or drugs or 
drama and fights and you name it. Um, because the problem was inside of them. And I think society does want a new start. And so maybe that was one of the reasons why people couldn't wait for a new year. And I, I wished multiple, quite a few people uh, with my work this week, I got to wish them a happy new year. And it was sort of sad to me to realize how many of them are like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I'm already over it. And it's like, hold on, we're day three, four, five, you know, and, and they're already over the new year. Um, anyway, I'm not sure what they were putting their hope in, but it must have been the number 2019 or I don't know what. But it definitely wasn't in Jesus. And um, it, it's sad. You know, I'm not sure what people thought. Maybe it was that at the crack of midnight something would change. But unfortunately, we are who we are, and uh, a new year doesn't change us. But the good news for us as believers and for whoever will call on the name of the Lord is we can be changed, and it is God's heart to change us. And so I'm excited for what God did last year, but I'm even more excited about what he's going to do this year. Last year was good. I think this year can be better because God is continuing his work in our hearts. Um, for a title this morning, it's pretty simple. His work continued in me. And that's what we'd like to talk about and look at a few things. He is continuing his work in me and in you. And so it's exciting this morning. Maybe this week went really good for you. Maybe you had some bumps in the road and you're kind of like, wow, okay, this, this year is not, not starting off the best. Maybe it got a rocky start really doesn't matter because as we allow Christ to do his part, he is continuing his work in us. And that's exciting. That gives me hope. That gives me joy. Many times people say that hindsight is 2020 vision. And I know when I look back, definitely I see a few places last year where, you know what, I can learn from my mistakes. But I also see hundreds, hundreds of times where God's hand directed me, where he led me, where he showed me. And so it, it does give me hope and excitement for this next year. Um, sometimes it, it seems to me that as humans we tend to look at the low points when we look back at a year and we see the bad times. And we almost miss the good things that happened. But the truth is that he who began a good work is going to perform it. He's going to finish that work. And it's not so much about me, but it is about what Jesus is doing in me and through me. He is a good, good father, and he is at work in each one of our lives. And he's changing us. He wants to change us more and more into his image. Philippians 2.13 says, for, God, for it is God who works in you both to work, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So it is him that is doing this work. And so we can be excited about this new year. Even if the week was rough, um, we can be excited because he is the one that is at work in our hearts. It's not us that need to try a little harder. It's not that we need to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, but it is that we'd rather need to surrender in a greater way to him, to his plans, and let him take control of our lives in 2019. I want to read Second uh, Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18. 
says, Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And when I think about this next year, I'm excited for all of us because if we name the name of Christ, we have the privilege and the opportunity to be being transformed day by day, week by week, month by month. And more than anything, as we look back at last year, I trust that we can see God's transforming power in our lives. And if we don't see any of that, then I guess I would wonder maybe if we're saved or if we truly have Christ inside. Because, yeah, maybe slower than we wish. I know for me, I, you know, I, man, I wish I could go farther, faster. And I don't always allow God to do his work as fast as I'm sure he would want it to do. I'm sure I've hindered him. But he is transforming me, and I'm excited about that. Here at the, the onset, the beginning of this message, you know, if you're here this morning and you have not been born again, then that's the, that's the first step. And from that place, all of these things that we'll talk about, God working in your heart, that can begin. And God wants you on his side. God wants you to step over that line and choose to follow him. And he is wanting to transform you. But mostly um, we'll focus on believers, people who have already given their life to Christ and are now being transformed into the same image. And it's God's spirit that is doing that. God's word is a powerful thing, but something that I keep realizing is God's, God, you combine God's word and God's spirit breathing life into our hearts. And that is transforming. Hallelujah. He, Jesus, will transform you into his likeness. You do the beholding, he does the transforming. There's been times in my life where I felt like I needed to do the transforming. And I, let, me, let me try to do something here to make myself look a little more like Jesus. And, you know, it's great to read the Gospels, and I'm all about that. But it's not just me looking at the Gospels and saying, okay, how could I be more like Jesus? It's allowing him. We behold him, and then he is doing that work in our hearts because it's the other is just kind of works or just right, righteousness that we try to work up on our own. So let's let let's behold him. Let's look at him and let him do the transforming work in our heart. You as dear followers of Christ are being transformed and I'm excited to see God continue that work. It's been a joy to see what God has done this past year. In lives and hearts, and I'm excited to see that continued this year. There's going to be growth happening. There's going to be um, stretching happening. There's going to be people who, when they look at back at the end of 2019, they cannot imagine what God is going to do. Um, I know there's things that happened to me in 2018 that if you had told me the beginning of 2018 that God would have done, I would have been like, um, no, I don't, I don't think so. But it's his work, and so we don't argue with him when he, when he is doing that work. We just thank him and continue to allow him. As we surrender our hearts to his plan, he does that work in our heart. Um, for me, many times the voice of the enemy is one of those things that pulls me back from allowing his transforming work in my heart. One important thing 
that has become clear to me in the past year is that God's spirit doesn't accuse me. God con- God's spirit convicts and gives clear actions and steps for me to take. God's spirit is not confusing. He shows us plainly what we are to do. And so as we move forward into this new year, I want to encourage us that sometimes the enemy will come and accuse us. He is the accuser of the brethren. But let's listen to God's spirit. Let's read God's word and let's focus on those things. God will give us clear direction and clear instruction. He doesn't bring confusion. That comes from the enemy. And as God gives us plain and clear instructions, say yes. Walk in that. Take one step at a time. And he will continue to guide. His spirit is faithful. And we can trust him to lead us and guide us. But it comes with clarity. It's not a confusing thing that we can't figure out. So let's look to God's spirit and he will lead. I have a a good portion of scripture I want to read from 2 Corinthians 2. So if you want to turn there, that's fine. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 2 starting in verse 6. And then we're going to actually read into chapter 4. Pardon me, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to read into chapter 5 a little bit. Uh, we'll start reading 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 6. It says, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Christ may also be manifest in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus sake. So that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal bodies, mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed, so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart, though our outward, outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory, beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are, be, that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. For we know that if the tent, that is, our earthly home, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For, if, for in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed, by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would further be further clothed, so that, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, 
who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Hallelujah. I get excited reading those verses, and we'll just skim over them briefly. It is God's Spirit that is working in our hearts, and His light has shone and is shining. And it is my prayer and desire for each one of us here today that in this next year, that light would shine brighter and brighter into our hearts, that we can understand what Jesus has for us, that light that shone into our darkness, that the darkness would just continue to diminish and that there would be, we would come to the place where there's, that darkness is just gone or you don't even notice that the lightness shines to such a point where it's, it's all bright and it's all light. Yes, we are jars of clay. Yes, we're earthen vessels. But it's anything that God does through us and anything that he works in our hearts, it's to his praise and it's to his glory. And I don't know about you, but sometimes we are perplexed. Sometimes we are in despair. I don't know about persecuted. I think maybe um, maybe God wants to do, do more of that if we would just open our mouths. We're forsaken. Maybe we're struck down. Maybe we feel like we're being destroyed. All of those things, it's, it's about what God is, what Jesus is doing that talks about the body of death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus. So when we have difficult times, it's all about letting Jesus' life come through, that our old man can die more and more daily, as Paul said, I die daily, that the life of Jesus Christ, that resurrection power can just come out of us and touch people around us and the world around us. Um, it, it goes on and talks about um, knowing this, verse 14, that he who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. And I'm sure that can be future, but I also believe that it's God's desire for us to live daily in the presence of Jesus, with God's spirit walking in that presence. And I want to walk more and more in that, where I have a, a keen sense of God's presence and walking in that presence each and every day. We don't lose heart. These light, momentary afflictions. I'm not sure about you, but there's been days when I thought my afflictions were more than just light. They felt a little heavy. But I, I love what this, what this says. And I know that it's in comparison to the glory of heaven. It's in comparison to what Jesus is offering us, the life in Christ. You know, it, it doesn't matter how bad your day goes it really is light. It's a light affliction in comparison to the glory that's coming, into the, into, in comparison to the opportunity that we has, have to be children of light and walking in that light each and every day. As we look not on the things that are seen, you know, it's so easy for us to look on the things that are seen, but rather the things that are unseen. All the things that are seen, they're just passing away. Don't get your eyes on them. They're going to they're gonna be gone. But focus on the things that are unseen, the things that are eternal. May God focus our hearts here at the beginning of this year more directly and more keenly on those eternal things, those unseen things. And, you know, here we are in these earthly, in these earthly houses, or here it says tents, and maybe we groan sometimes. I know that uh, watching, watching the years tick by, you know, I, I'm not at the place where I have like a lot of hip or joint pain, but I know it's coming, you know, 
And I know that as the years go by, you, that groaning, it's like, just, Lord, deliver me from this body. Um, but I do know that my body is very limited, and I look forward to that day when I will be clothed with a heavenly body, when, you know, I won't have to deal with especially the world, the flesh, and the devil, which are those things that we do face and we battle against daily. But may, looking for, I'm looking forward to that day when we'll be clothed, unclothed with the, this earthly house and clothed upon with immortality, as it says. And I'm excited for us to just, um, as we focus in on this new year, to realize and focus on, I promise you we're going to have problems this next year. This is earth, the earth, and so on this earth we do have difficulties that come. But those things are the things that are seen. The things that are unseen are where our focus must be and what Jesus is doing inside of our heart. That's really where it's at. A couple of verses from Romans chapter 8. Uh, we'll start in 30, verse 31 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Maybe you feel like there's a lot against you, even starting out the year. Or maybe you felt like last year there was a lot of things against you. This morning I just say to you, God is for you, and there's nothing that can be against you. There's nothing that is greater than that power that, of God being for you and him fighting with you, and together you, we can make it through whatever the difficulties might be. Verse 32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? There's a lot right there. Freely giving us all things. Through Jesus' death, we have been freely given all things. And then this is where um, these couple verses here speak very directly to my own heart because of the condemnation that I had listened to in my own life and heart, condemnation of the enemy. So it says in verse 33, Who will bring a charge against God's elect? Who brings a charge against God's elect? I'm sure there's different things. I'm sure there's times when another believer can, can try to, to bring a charge. But to me, I know that the enemy of my soul was, charged, was trying to charge me with things that were already covered in the blood. Things that God had already set me free from. I felt like the enemy was bringing a charge against me. And, and Jesus opened my eyes um, this past year and showed me, you know what? That is already under the blood. And the victory belongs to you. Walk in it. And by, God, by God's grace, I'm endeavoring to do that. God is the one who justifies. I'm justified. So why am I being charged? The enemy wants to pull us down and charge us with these things. Who is he who condemns? Again, I'm sure there's different things that could be put there. But clearly for me, in my heart, it was the accuser of the brethren. He was condemning me and saying, yeah, see, look there again. And he was trying to prove his point that, these things that were under the blood were, they were still belonged to me and that I was still walking in them. And I've, I've realized the victory is mine. And as I walk in that victory, those things just get farther and farther in the review mirror. Thank God. Thank God. He is, who is it, who, who is the one who condemns? Jesus Christ is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God. He's sitting there. And what is he doing? We'll get to it. Who intercedes for us. 
And I am so thankful this morning for Jesus who is sitting at the right hand of God, making intercession for me. Because am I perfect? No. But am I redeemed? Have I been transformed? Yes. And I am excited to see that transforming power of Jesus continue to work out in my life. And I'm thankful that Jesus is at the right hand of God the Father saying, uh-huh, yes, he, he was, he's saved. My blood covered that. He's redeemed. Nope, that, that is not true. This is the truth. He is saved. He is set free. Victory belongs to him, however that looks. I'm excited about that, that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for each one of us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation? I don't think so. Or distress? Are you serious? Or persecution? Or famine? Or nakedness? Or peril? Or sword? Just as it is written, For your sakes we are being put to death all the day long. We are considered as sheep for the slaughter. And then it goes on on the victory side. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. And when I read those verses in my heart, that is my desire through God's strength that this year I could overwhelmingly conquer. It's not anything that I'm going to do. But I believe that and I claim that promise that through this, through the power of Jesus Christ, we as believers can overwhelmingly conquer not just get by by the skin of our teeth, but overwhelmingly conquer. I know King James says we are more than conquerors, but really that stuck out to me, the overwhelmingly conquer thing. Through him that loved us, for I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, there's those dark forces lying to us, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature, Created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus our Lord. So nothing can separate us. There's been times when maybe it felt like we were separated. There's been times in my own life where, as I believed the lies of the enemy, I was living like, I don't know where I am. Where's, which way is up? But the truth is, as we allow the transforming work of Christ in our heart, and as we allow him to do his part, we can overwhelmingly conquer Whatever is thrown against us this new year. Whether this year is a smooth sailing year or a bit of a rocky year. Maybe there's challenges that we never dreamed were going to come our way. But we can overwhelmingly conquer through the power of Jesus Christ. And I just speak that over all of us today. Not in a way of um, some kind of a good luck thing. But it is through Jesus Christ. And we can claim these promises because they're written to us as believers. For God is not, in Second Timothy it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. And so as we walk in his spirit, he gives us a spirit, his spirit, we don't need to be afraid of this new year. We can walk in his power and we can walk in love and in self-control. At times I know there, in my own life there were uh, days when I couldn't see Clearly, I didn't see the smile of my heavenly father. There were things in my life that clouded discouragement, depression, even sin that I found myself falling into again that discouraged me, that kept me down and kept me in a place where I could not walk in that victory. Um, To me, it feels like 
if the devil sees us fall, right there he is to kick us again and say, yeah, see, you're down. And he keeps kicking us. He is a mean taskmaster. But through the power of Jesus Christ, we can get up. And as I look at you all and I think about this next year, my prayer for each one of us would be that we would realize that we are on the winning side and we would realize that we are conquerors through Jesus Christ. And if you fall, don't stay there. That is not where you belong. That is not who Jesus says you are. Get up. His mercy are new day by day, moment by moment. However often you need them, his mercies are there for you. And he, is, he doesn't want you to stay there. Jesus wants us to be more than conquerors. The enemy of our souls, he wants us to stay there. And I have know for a fact in my own life, I have spent days where I was on the ground. And the devil was beating me up and just bringing one thought after another. See, look at you. Yep. And then what did I do? And that led me into more temptation and more yielding to sin. And man, eventually you just feel like depressed, discouraged. What's the point? You read the Bible and you say, well, all these promises, well, these couldn't be for me. Because look at me. I'm here on the ground. They are for me. They are for you. The enemy wants to destroy us. And I believe a tactic that he uses is when we're down, he steps on us. And he tries to keep us down as long as he possibly can. But my prayer for us this year is that we would rise up even from, as the song says, from the ashes of defeat. Maybe there is a situation where you fall into something, into sin, whatever it might be. Rise up and repent and turn to Christ immediately. Don't give room to the devil. Don't stay there. In a defeated state because you are a sitting duck for the enemy to just have destroy you and, and take you deeper and darker. Rather stand up in the power of Christ. Turn from whatever made you fall and live that life of triumph. Live that life of being more than a conqueror. Being, uh, as it says, we overwhelmingly conquer that is available to you. And I want to encourage you to walk in that this new year. I know that as I look back, there are times in the last year when I fell down and, and I was able to stand right back up through the power of Christ. And I'm telling you, you don't lose much ground. Yeah, it might be a, a fall, but the enemy wants you to lose ground and he wants you to just to keep you there in that place. Don't let him have that privilege. Don't give him the opportunity to keep you down rather realize that you're a child of god and you have the privilege and the opportunity to walk in victory and as you walk in that victory my prayer for each one of us is that those stumblings or those fallings would be less and less and more and more victory would become the victory that is rightfully ours through jesus christ would be the pattern of our life or the thread through this new year god is not angry with you this morning he loves you and he is smiling and wants to see you walk into all that he has for you this year. The mercy of God is a beautiful and precious reality that many times even believers don't really understand. But I'm desiring to understand more of it and I want to encourage each one of us to dig into that and understand God's mercy. We here this morning, we live in the new covenant. Jesus has come and he's fulfilled all the prophecies in the Old Testament, you know, back in the day, they had it pretty rough. They did not have Jesus. But we have Jesus, and we have the privilege to walk that new life in him. I want to read a couple verses 
actually, I guess it's 12 verses, from Luke. And this is Zechariah prophesying. And I just felt like it was pretty powerful speaking about God and speaking about Jesus and the new covenant that we live in now. Luke chapter 1. Starting in verse 67. Why don't we stand up while we read these verses? Just to make sure we're awake. All right. Starting in verse 67. And his father was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesying, prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father, Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way and to give knowledge of salvation to the people in forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercies of our God, whereby the sun rise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. You can sit down. What a beautiful prophecy about what Jesus was coming to do. And it's a little unclear. Sometimes it seems like it's speaking of Jesus. And then it also is talking about John the Baptist there about preparing the way. But we live in the new covenant. And that light has shown and it shines into each one of our hearts. And we have the privilege of walking a new path, something that the children of Israel had no idea about other than types and shadows and little pictures that they got, little dim glimpses. But we now as believers have, can walk in all of these things. His mercy is shed upon us and we don't need to sit in darkness. We can walk as children of light. Lamentations, uh, Jeremiah speaks of that the steadfast of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And this morning, I want to challenge us as we start into this new year. The mercies of God are new every morning. They, they are for you. Accept those mercies. Embrace those mercies. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy who would tell you, eh, that's not for you. Those mercies are rightfully yours as a child of Christ. Enter into those mercies. It's not that you have done anything to deserve them, but they are rightfully yours as a child of Christ. His mercies are new. Every morning, walk in those mercies. Get up from your failure. Get up from the ground and walk in those new mercies. And I'm excited to see how far we can go as we understand what Jesus has done for us. And as we put away these lies, as we allow God to continue that work in our hearts that he started, he's the one doing it and he's going to be faithful to perform it. His work 
is being continued in me this year. I'm excited about a new year, but I'm more excited about him continuing what he started in my heart. Because I know he's going to be faithful. If I, if I set up a bunch of things, I might mess it up. But I know he is going to continue his work. What he started, it's going to be continued. And I'm excited because it's, it's a good thing that he's doing in each of our hearts. Surrender to him. Yield to him and allow him to do that work. There is a ton of verses in the New Testament about his mercy. And I don't think I'll have time for all of them. Let me see. Which one should I pick? Um, 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a lively hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. He has done it. He has caused us to be born again. And it is now a lively hope that we have inside of these earth and vessels. And we have an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, and is being kept for us in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for that. There is a, a short little, I guess it's sort of like a little prayer that I was thinking about. And I feel like sometimes this is a little bit... Um, it's meant to be a little bit funny, I guess you could say. But the truth is, I feel like so many of us, um, we start our day and we start well, but we don't avail ourselves of the grace of God. We don't avail ourselves of that overcoming power that is rightfully ours. The prayer goes like this. Dear Lord, so far I've done all right. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. I'm really glad about that. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to get out of bed. And from then on, I'm going to need a lot more help. And I don't know about you, but, you know, the first couple morning, the first couple minutes of the morning, it's like, all right, Lord, you're on the throne, and it, this is awesome. And, whew, this is going to be a good day. But then all of a sudden things start happening and something goes wrong or you pinch your finger or whatever and it's like, ooh, okay, yeah, Lord, I'm going to need a lot more help. I can't do this by myself. And so to me this is obviously a prayer from your bed, but I would say realize how much we do need Christ. Realize that it is only through him that we can overcome. And as we get up in the morning and as we start each day, say thank you, Lord, for your mercy. I'm going to need a lot more help. It is only through you that I can be more than a conqueror. It is only through you that that work can be continued in my heart. And just be honest with where we are. You know your issues. Um, this said about gossip and a couple other things. Know, know your own needs and just, just put them before the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. Without you, I will totally mess this day up. But with you... I can leap over a wall. I can do valiantly. I can be more than a conqueror. And I'm excited for us to walk in those things. As we wrap this up, I thought it would be a blessing. Um, a lot of times it's referred to as the doxology, but I would love if we just go through it. Um, Jude chapter, uh, Jude chapter, Jude, Jude 24 and 25. And I'd love if we just read it together 
right before Revelations. Um, verse 24 and 25, and it's speaking about Jesus keeping power in our lives. It is him. Don't look to yourself. Look to him. He is going to continue the work that he started in your life. Surrender and allow him to do what he's doing. So if we could just read this together audibly, all, all together, verse 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. May God bless his word to our hearts.